Hello everyone, welcome to the FBM on our podcast show. I'm your host, Adiwali, um, the FBM Manor, yes. And um, if you're listening to me for the first time, you're welcome to the show. Basically, today's episode, I'll be discussing on um, FBL. We're talking about um, a kind of season review, an early season review. Season has not gone anywhere, but I just want to touch on the season so far in terms of FBL and um, how things have changed over the last few weeks. Um, we have had some unforeseen circumstances that have affected um, a few of our fixtures. Um, we have had highs and lows. We saw Son score a hat-trick last weekend. We saw um, Salah not doing much this season. We also have the experience of Haaland getting about 11 goals in the league. So a lot has gone, uh, has happened in this period of time in the last two to three months. Yes, from August, about two months. So um, this episode, we're not going to touch on the season review so far. And like I tweeted on Twitter, um, we're touching on the things that have happened over time. We, um, if you notice this season, we started the season um, in a 4 photo ship. Beginning of season, everyone was scared to go without Salah. But now, there have been a quick transition to trusting the forwards as we are all trying to fight and put in Mitrovic and Tony and um, Isaac and Haaland and you know, Harry Kane. So a lot has happened in this period of time. So this episode, I'll be discussing um, Game Week 1 to 8, exempting Game Week 7. Um, Trusting the forwards. Why do we trust this forward all of a sudden? Uh, form over fixtures because um, I've seen instances where the fixtures look better but the form is not there. So we're touching on that and the quick flexibility among FPL managers um, this season so far. I'll be going from game week one to eight, but before I rush into this episode, um, if you're listening to me for the first time again, you're welcome to the FPL Manor podcast. I'm your host, Wale, and discussing on all these topics tonight so stay tuned for more so welcome back guys i promise this won't be a long podcast it won't be a long podcast but in terms of a review we have to reflect on what we have you know what our teams look like my team in particular because that will be a reference here what our teams my team have looked like from game week one in terms of fpl to date so quickly look at fpl going to the site now yes let me browse through game week one So, Game Week 1, a majority of us had Salah in our teams. That's Game Week 1, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, majority of us had Salah in our teams. And Salah was like one of the most captain players. Um, Trent and James, those were the popular picks for my team in particular. Sorry, there's a little bit of network issues on my laptop here. Switching to my phone. So, took me a while, but I'm here. So, game week one, my team, I scored um, 69 points. Uh, in goal, I started Ward. I every, I think everyone, a good number of us on Twitter had this ward Everson combination. So, it was Ward, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Trippier, Cancelo, Robertson, 
Mo Salah as captain, most captain player that week. Um, Martinelli, Mount, Bailey, Gabriel Jesus, and Haaland. That was my, you know, my starting level on bench. Everson, Eko Williams, Da Silva, and Acha. So in that week, um, I scored a total of sixty nine points, with Salah, um, being one of the top scorers that week with twelve points, and Haaland scoring a brace in his first Premier League game against West Ham. It was a decent week. Um, I think this was the week when Nunes made himself um on the watch list against Fulham. I think he didn't start the game, but he came in and had an assist, if I'm not mistaken. He got an assist, yes. So moving on to game two, Nunes was one of the most selected players. A lot of guys were carded. Um, but this was the week Nunes had an incident where he had booted the player and Liverpool could not beat Crystal Palace on the late Monday game. Yes, Monday 15th of August. So, um, Salah was still one of the most captain players at home, but um, this week I went in favor of Haaland, who gave an assist against Bournemouth, where Man City won Bournemouth, I think 6 0. Man City, Bournemouth, where is it? Man City won Bournemouth 4 0, yeah. And Haaland was involved with just an assist. Nonetheless, I scored a total of 66 points. Warding go Trent Alexander Arnold Trippier Cancelo with eleven points that week. Robertson with two points. Salah Martinelli scored. Martinelli scored, yes. Um, Mount Bailey, Gabriel Sus and um Ellen Haaland. So that is sixty nine the first week, sixty six the next week. Moving on to game week three. Now as at this game week I have not before as at the first two games I have not used any of my free transfers. So game week three was the time to start changing the teams, changing teams up, and players like Bailey were not giving, giving me in particular the returns I felt I needed in my team. So Bailey went out that week, and um, he went out for who? I think he went out for folding. I took a point on folding, then um, I rested Trippier against Man City, and started Michael Williams. Then the second transfer went in for who now? I think Archer. Second transfer. Mm, let me quickly look at my transfer history. So second transfer that week as a game three, he went for yes Saliba. Robertson to Saliba. I remember now. So Bailey went to folding. Saliba Robertson went to Saliba because Liverpool are not keeping enough clean sheets. So I took the spare money from there and invested it in the midfield and sold. Took Bailey out for folding. Folding unfortunately didn't give me points that week, but that week Saliba got his first goal of the season, and I was, you know, I was in a euphoric state, um, seeing Saliba getting 14 points for me, and finished with 52 points. Um, that week, Salah managed to score against Man United, but um, Liverpool lost the game nonetheless. Not um. He was the most captain player that week. Haaland also got a goal that week. And yeah, in total, in summary, it was 52 points. And as at then, I think my rank was around looking at the game week rank. Game week four. I'll be game week three. Looking at my game week rank, I think I moved up to about 1 million. Yeah, 1.15 million rank, thereabouts. So it was quite impressive, but I felt the points were not enough. So as I gave me four, I decided to play my wild card. I wanted to maximize opportunities for a few players that um, had easier features. 
So um game four was where Liverpool went massacre against went crazy against Bournemouth, winning a nine zero lead. Um Salah did not get involved that week, which was quite unfortunate as Salah was tend to be one of the most captain players that week. Um since it looked like Liverpool were not on form and they needed that, you know, a sort of win to consummate that they are back in the league for you know for building up those chances to you know challenge for title. So that week, um, Salah unfortunately didn't score, and I didn't captain him. I captained Gabriel Jesus instead, who also blanked that week. Unfortunately for myself, unfortunately for me, um, um, Haaland scored the hat trick, and I didn't captain him. There was also I also made the in the my wildcard team. I brought in um, Luis Diaz, I brought in Rodrigo, I brought in um, Rich James. I brought in David, uh, I brought in Sanchez in goal. That's um, Robert Sanchez, Brighton's goalkeeper. And yeah, easy points was pretty decent, you know, for a week where my captain had literally blanked and got a yellow card. Um, it, I got a great, I got a green arrow from one million to four hundred seventy-five k ranking. So it was decent. Game four was a good week. Now game five, the midweek after, you know, game game four weekend. That was when Haaland scored a back-to-back hat trick, and I seen in them. For my mistake, I captained Musala instead. Now, luckily for myself, Musala had two assists against um, Lucasto in that game in five. So it was a sort of, you know, sort of okay. He didn't score a hat trick, but he's decent. He was, you know, he's a midfielder, and he, you know, he, he might get bonus. So it was okay to at least use that one as a form of, you know, consoling a consolement. So Haaland um, scored a hat trick, which. I missed out on unfortunately, but my team was decent. Rodrigo now later got injured about 30 minutes into the game for Leeds. And um I think James was on unavailable for that yes, for that midweek game against Southampton. So the silver came in one point and I got a total of 73 points. Moving on to game week six. Now I've have I've had 69, I've had 66, I've had 80, I've had 73. And moving on to game assist, I got 41 points. Now, this was one of the lowest weeks where I didn't get much points in terms in overall. The team, the team was not looking bright, so I wanted to maximize on the form of Mitrovic, who had five in five goals as at the time, five games as at the time. So I brought him in, I brought him in, even though he played um, Tottenham, I brought him in, and I think Gilmore just as a bench forwarder. And Mitrovic got a goal, um, giving me five five points. Haaland also scored and got maximum bonus, giving me about eighteen points in the captain. But unfortunately, the entire team did not, did not, you know, did not grant points. Generally, Liverpool were on, were unable to win their game against game six. Let me look at game six. Liverpool were unable to win their game against Everton. They got a draw. Yes, they got a draw, and Salah and Diaz were not involved. Unfortunately, that week two, Trent Alexander was subbed before the 60 minute mark, giving me one point. And Nico Williams was the one that even tried to give me a clean sheet, but was an assist from his part. So you can see, we can see there's there's a trend now. So we have game week one, 69, game week two, 66, game week three. Game week three, fifty-two. Game week four, eighty. Game week five, seventy-three. Then game week six, forty-one. So 
the consistency in the high scoring has not been there for my team and that is what's causing fluctuations fluctuations in my rank so moving on to game seven the queen passed and um, that affected premier league teams in general so there was literally no game in game seven however i had not done a move before the announcement of um, the games being cancelled or postponed for further notice so that gave me a will to have two free transfers ahead of game week eight game week eight game week eight i used three transfers instead because i could not field an, a complete 11 team this made the likes of bailey returning back into my team bailey pope in go going out for going coming in for sanchez and um i brought in who who's the last person I brought in okay Pope Bailey and I think KDB yes KDB for Salah so KDB gave me ten points um Bailey three Pope two I think it was a poor week at first until Salah scored again giving me fifteen points and taking me from what would have been a very bad game week to you know finishing with sixty five points and we are now on five hundred and how many points. Yeah, about 500k overall 568k overall so looking at the first um first seven to eight game weeks it has been decent for me in particular it has not been extra special unlike so, some of my colleagues that i had son last week you know and scored the hat trick from the bench you know very crazy moment it has not been for it has been crazy for some like um i think andy fpl tactician on twitter who basically didn't go with salah from day one and um i think he's up there among the top 50k thereabouts so the season has been crazy and now when I, regarding all these statistics and all these accounts all these numbers i've called that i noticed a few things i want to discuss on on the season so far that um maybe will open our eyes more into getting consistent points as i didn't get much of consistency in my own team and you know try to become better do better compared to how we are now so now one of the few trends i noticed beginning of season was that uh, as i mentioned a lot of us were investing based on nostalgic events now based on historical events of last season you know on salah on diaz you know, money just left um Nunes could also be a good option and all of that double liverpool defense as myself robertson and um trent were the popular options you know so until Liverpool's defense was no more getting clean sheets. Even the attacking returns was not there. And these are players that are costing 7 million plus. Um, but the attack, um, just, um, I think um, Nunes Diaz was trying, but Salah himself was not scoring much. Only two goals so far in the season. They will now have Eli Haaland up front with 11 goals. We have Hurricane with about, I don't know, five goals thereabouts. We have Mitrovic with about six goals. We have Ivan Tony that scored the hat trick this season also. More up to five about six goes there about we have um isaac who came and it looks like a very good prospect so there, is, there was this flexibility from fpl managers that, okay okay we get it salah is not doing well we can't wait too long before salah does well he will do well in the nearest future but right now we need to be flexible we need to get those points so there was a quick transition and most fpl managers especially the one using twitter as an example were switching from a 4 4 2 was the most popular formation for the first two to three game weeks to a 4-3-3 so now we are investing more in the forwards we're investing more in mitrovic we're investing more in, in um, tony because we can see tony um do, even scoring taking free kicks 
we, we are seeing hurricane you know getting involved even though Tottenham have been not been so you know the game has not been so um influencing or impactful for viewers to see that doesn't concern fpl managers you understand hurricane is getting the points hurricane is playing leicester city why why would i just go with Eli Haaland as the most popular captain why don't i take the rigs and captain kane you understand so there's this flexibility Kane is playing against um, Leicester. Leicester have considered a lot of goals this season, and Ward is a very terrible goalkeeper. In reality, he is not good enough for a Premier League team, and he's starting week in week out. And he's playing Hurricane, you know, who has a very good record against Leicester, and you know, guys took their chances, and Hurricane got a goal and assist, and literally outscored captains of you know in in Holland. So there's been there's this flexibility for managers to quickly see. The trend watch games see how statistics have been affecting a few of players a crop of players and you know go for those players as they are hitting form um so i mean there are still a good number of managers that rely on the fixtures for example um those that brought in bowen last week those that brought in um who again i think um if you guys brought i think um gives white was the talk of the show like two weeks ago based on his fixtures turning so um a lot of guys still rely on features, but this season has able to tell us that form is indeed necessary before you bring in a player. You have to consider the form or his potential to hit form in the short term, not just in the long term. You understand? For example, um, there's been potential that Son will get out of the go drought soon, but we didn't know when, and there was a doubt on his price tag based on the fact that he's priced at 12 million and he might not start the next game. So, those that actually had the guts, you know, the the you know, the instinct like, okay, I'm going against the crowd, started to bring in Son when it was literally less convenient for anyone to bring in Son. Actually the rumors of him not starting and it you know they took their chances. So basically there's still the fun side to it. Playing it because you want to actually enjoy the game, playing it because you are not overthinking it, you want to have a certain player this week because you feel that certain player will score. Now we are not gods, we don't know. They will score that week, but there is always the stats that are eluding. I think Son had about two or three shots on the woodwork this season that showed that he was trying to get in those goals and he scored a hat trick. So, congrats again to to Son owners this last um, game week. So, that shows that FPL managers are, are learning, FPL managers are flexible, they are not holding on to the idea that okay, without Salah, my team is, is going to basically be rubbish. No, this season is a very unique season. Uh, because even we still have a break in between the season where the World Cup will come and literally everyone will go represent our countries for about three weeks. Some will not be playing the World Cup, will be at home watching for those period of time. And it will, you know, it will um, metamorphose into another style of, you know, FPL thinking. A lot of, so managers have to be very active because uh, I'll be watching the game and be looking at the statistics. I think there was a time where I was mentioning stats about Nico Williams going forward having a good amount of shots he has not scored yet but i think that week he had an assist and um that's how i was able to get points so i like i like the way the season has been you know trusting the forwards you know switching from a 442 to 433 um active active you know flexibility for managers is it, is quite good and um the the way we can now hit consistency now that's a big question going forward is able to look at game week nine features going forward so now um i've reviewed game week one to eight personally i um i'm 
I'm, I said there's a decent team. I think I, I think I have a total of 440, 42 points. Um, I'm ranked 500k thereabouts in the overall rank. So there's still a chance that I'll hit my target of 100k, um, top 100k this season, if possible, even more than that. So um, if your season is going as good as mine, let me know. If your season is not going not so good, we can also chat about it. Um, so what what do we do now going forward? We have learned what has happened in game one to eight. We have seen the changes. We have seen the quick flexibility from managers. We have seen guys take you know you know points. Captaining um, Trent in a week where you feel Trent will do well and Trent scores and give an assist against Bournemouth and never does anything after that. So there have been some you know bold risky you know options that managers have been able to maximize on but um what do we do going forward now from game week 9 10 11 12 now we know we, we i'm doing this part because um we're kind of a sh- an international break period so just keep you guys busy and let's not be like uh every day is boring until you know october starts and we begin our premier league games just keeping you guys busy because after now this is the last international break before the World Cup starts. So, um, October is going to be a quite breezy month because we have from game week 9 to 16 that will take place within the process of um, middle of October, early October down to mid-November. So, um, what do we do going forward You know, concerning these fixtures? Now, game week 9 is very favorable for teams like Leicester. Leicester have not been on form this season currently bottom of the table. And, um, it remains to be seen if they will let Benjarodas leave the team. Um, there have been rumors that if Benjarodas gets Benjarodas gets sacked, he will receive a compensation of twenty million, um, is it pounds? And I'm not sure Leicester want to let him go for that amount of money because if they let him go for that amount of money, how would they even replace his? How would they find the replacement and give him almost? Let's say the replacement is as good as he is. Um, close to that amount with his coaching staff of let me assume 10 million so they'll be on the more they'll be on the loss more than they'll be on the gain so they have to maybe rectify how and give an autom- ultimatum to win the next three games i don't know but um in terms of fixtures and fpl leicester looking at leicester assets let me touch a player like madison now madison price at 7.9 million currently has three goals and one assist for leicester even regardless with their poor form Madison has, you know, has tried to give his best for FPL managers to trust in him going forward into the season. So, let's look at Leicester fixtures quickly. Leicester fixtures um, from game week 9 to 16. Let me just pick the first game week. First four game weeks. Um, Leicester play Nottingham Forest at home, Bournemouth away, Crystal Palace at home. Leeds at home and um, Wolves away. Now, compared to their first eight, six, eight fixtures where they played Chelsea, Man City, Man United, and Tottenham, you can see a quick transition in which the games are now against you know lesser sides in the on the table, um, in the bottom half like um, Nottingham Forest, like Bournemouth. So um, these are opportunities for Leicester to get at least three straight wins, um, especially against. Um, Nottingham Forest and Bournemouth. Palace games is a little bit tricky because um, we have Zaha and a lot of players that can contest for that, you know, that just that three points against Leicester. But um, Leicester can get three to four straight wins um, in terms of um, FPL. We would like to get more of the asset like James Justin, like Castanier in defense, 
if their defense gets better though because with Wardingo clean sheets is very impossible for Leicester assets so um but in the terms of attack I don't know if Vardy have lost his shirt but Dakar seems to be maybe an option as the main striker now up front Dakar is currently priced at how much Dakar is priced at 5.7 his price has dropped from 6 million so keep an eye for um, him in case you are looking for a cheap forward that you could consider perhaps Patrick Dakar should be one on your watch list and see how he performs over the first two games before bringing it in but those players you can bring in now are Madison Usually the highest point scorer for um, Leicester right now 29 points he seems to have a potential projected points to score about 6 to 7 points within those game week per game week so um, I would be trusting Madison for this period of time um, looking at another team that has favorable fixtures from Gabby Klein going forward, um, um, I'll look at Newcastle. Newcastle have Fulham in their next game. Newcastle have um, Fulham, Brentford, Manchester United, and Everton. Now, um, on paper, the Man U game looks a little bit tough, but in reality, Newcastle have one of the most improved teams in the first six to eight games this season. And um, it will be nice to, you know, have more of the assets. I noticed a lot of guys that were carried in game week 8 brought in more of um, Trippier and Pope in gold. Like, even, I think, some went as far as tripling. Newcastle defense with Botman there just, you know, just for supposed um, points. So, um, nonetheless, um, actually, I think we should not to get carried away with Newcastle because um, even though they have been one of the most improved teams in terms of clean sheets, the numbers are not that favorable because they have only three clean sheets in this seven period of games, seven games. So it would be nice to watch out for that. Um, but Isak is one of the top options next for um, game week 9, 10, 11, 12. The real question now remains if um, Isak will be the main forward or will, when um, Callum Wilson comes or will Eddie Howe improvise on his formation and be, you know, able to play a 2-4 formation where it's become obviously an Isaac. That remains to be seen, but um Isaac is still one of those favorable forwards. In terms of fixtures, I like I like what West Ham have to offer, but I'm not convinced yet. As I said previously, I'm not convinced yet because um they don't seem to be the same team they were. I think most guys were swayed by nostalgia of last season or how Gerald Bowen had about twelve goals to twelve goals and fifteen to seventeen assists. But this season things have changed um i think um maybe the international break will help them to figure out what tactics they need to play what shape they will need to you know maintain going forward but um i, I currently i would i will avoid them i will avoid west ham regardless of their nice pictures the next two going the next two games are at home one against wolves and another against fulham but i'll be avoiding that space for now i need to see improvement from west ham before I invest. Nonetheless, Liverpool have something to prove. They were not able to play last weekend due to their game being postponed. But they have two weeks before they face Brighton at home. A new Brighton team who just got a new manager, I think about 24 hours ago. And Liverpool will be at home against Brighton. It will be interesting to see if Mosala, um, Dia, Strength, Robertson, if he's available then, will be able to turn around things for Liverpool and put them back on top of, you know, among the top contenders to stay in the league. So, um, I won't say sell all your Liverpool assets because after Brighton, Liverpool plays Arsenal and Man City. Those are very tight games. 
because Arsenal, Arsenal and Man City are among the top two teams so far on the table this season. Just one point separating each. So it will not be an easy game on paper for Liverpool, but it's not impossible for them to get results, especially against Arsenal. The Man City game is going to be fairly contested. But Arsenal, they could possibly get, you know, get three points since they have a good result, you know, against Arsenal in terms of head-to-head. But regardless, I won't, I won't wash, I won't brush Arsenal off as they are on top of the, on top of the table for a reason. So Arsenal will fancy their chances at home against Liverpool. But if you don't have, if you don't, if you, if you have Salah and you feel you can bank, bank on him for, you know, game nine against Brighton, let's see how he performs. If Salah, you know, scores a hat-trick against Brighton, I'm sure he'll be one of those players people want to have back in their teams, despite the tough features for Liverpool. But right now, I'll stay clear of Liverpool players. I'll maybe keep one um, for, you know, maybe one of them, perhaps Diaz. In case they turn out to be on form again so i think one last thing i'll touch on in terms of fixtures or two more teams are crystal palace and chelsea now chelsea under graham potter and the champions league when i watched the game against um red bull salzburg um i was impressed with how they played attacking wise they switched to a 4-3-3 formation and with some of ryan sterling um, play wide on the left but at the same time still a direct kind of player even getting more shots than most of the attackers there Ryan Sterling seems to be a good option for those who are looking for a very very high point let me quickly look at Sterling's price so I'm going to Chelsea now Chelsea Chelsea aha uh-huh. Raheem So Sterling is priced at 10 million, very low ownership of 9.4%. Now we know Graham Potter left um, Brighton as at when he left, he was Brighton were fought on the table. Now Brighton didn't play any game last game because um, they had the game postponed due to a real strike against Palace. Um, their next game against Palace was cancelled because of a you know a real strike rather. So, um, but we have seen Chelsea. Under their new manager Graham Potter in the Champions League, and Sterling was one of those players that you know got got on the eye test quickly. I would like to, imp- I would maybe I think personally I would like to take a point on Sterling in the nearest future. Sterling, one of Sterling or Madison, to be honest, um, Sterling will be quite pricey because he's just a million or two million away from the KDBs and Sons and what have you. Um, but he Chelsea seems to be decent attacking wise. Um, James was also an option, um, but Sterling is m- the most interesting option to me because among the forwards, he's the one that has a, a very strong knack for goal uh, compared to Mount. I mean, Mount Mount was impressive too, but I can't use one game to judge um, Mount alone because Mount also had a very, very bad start to the season. But Sterling has been managing and trying to aid and help his team get a few decent points here and there. So um, Sterling currently has three goals and one assist this season for Chelsea so um the next game is against Palace away Wolves at home Aston Villa and um Brentford that's three away goals games from home pretty tight games but Chelsea need to get those results and impress under their new manager under their new ownership also so Ryan Sterling is on top of that list then finally um one of the teams I'll be looking forward to investing in going forward from game week nine since we've wrapped up our we're about to wrap up our discussions 
for a recap of you know the season will be Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, more of their defense, more of their defense. Let me start with um Guehi. Guehi is currently priced at I think I think there were rumors he was going to be dropped to 4.3. Let me check whether he's still priced at 4.3. Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. Then yes. Okay, Gwe is still priced at 4.4. So we have Gwe. Um his next game is against Patrick Chelsea, quite a tough game on paper. But um there's a potential for clean sheets going forward from game week 10 downwards, even up to the World Cup. Now, Crystal Palace also had, also had tough games starting the season. Their first two games were literally against the, so, um, the traditional top six teams. We had they played Arsenal, Liverpool, they've played Man City, they also played Newcastle, and even managed to get a, a goalish draw. So, um, I like, I like, I like what Crystal Palace are offering on, you know, on paper. Chelsea in the next game, they also have, they usually get one or two upsets against Chelsea in the past. Chelsea um, leads um, at home, Leicester away from home, Wolves, Everton, Southampton. So apart from Chelsea, um, their next set of games are against teams that naturally are in the top half or in the bottom, among the bottom five they are about. So um, it'll be nice to see how, um, what is the manager now? I can't remember his name. Patrick Vieira um, helps this team get those points they have been losing, you know, against the top the top the top teams they have played so far. It'd be, it'd be nice to see how they, they transform themselves going forward. One of the players on the list um for Crystal Palace is Goehi or Anderson. Anderson seems to be more attractive because he gets a lot of bonus points whenever Crystal Palace keep a clean sheet. And um he's a very good defender. I like one of the two is very, you know very good option if you're looking for a defender to punt on for example we have players like um saliba that will not be available in our teams from game week 12 yes from game 12 and if you are looking to just do a like for like in um swap when um chelsea when arsenal play man city supposed to play man city game itself but it will be cancelled so when that game reaches you can easily swap guehi for saliba saliba for guehi rather and um you know keeping for the run of games from wolves everton Southampton, west ham Nottingham forest they have a good number of games before um christmas and the world cup comes so i'll be banking on their defense but i'll be also banking on crystal palace's attack um with um with zaha price at 7.2 million currently on their penalties also with four goals this season so far um looking at the features too there's high potential that Zaha is going to be a very top option going forward, and if you are if you have a spare one million in your account on your in the bank, you could easily swap Musa, um you could easily swap Martinelli if you have Martinelli in your team for that of Zaha, and you know maximize on those potential points that Zaha could get in the future. So um, differentials to look forward to possibly bomb out attackers. Um, Billing, um, Solanke, Solanke. In Nigeria, we pronounce it as Solanke. That is his actual uh, na- native name. But let's just use what the British guys say, Solanke. So, um, Solanke, <laughs> who, who has uh, repeated the same amount of games, looking at Bournemouth's features. Now, it's quite funny when you look at a team at Bournemouth and you know start putting prospects on their forwards. But um, they can't keep losing forever, and I think um. 
Bournemouth to fancy their chances against um their next set of fixtures. Now on paper it looks all green, but in reality it's not that. Um the 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 feature difficulty should be at least four for each of their games. Um but who I mean FPA doesn't really update this stuff, so whatever. So um Sh- Lanke has um Brentford, um, Leicester, Fulham, Southampton. So these are these are decent games on paper that maybe Bournemouth should be able to get one or two wins if they want to stay up in the league, you know, and compete with other Premier League teams. So um just watch out for that. I feel like um, players like Solanke and Patterson Dakar should be just differentials you should consider on your watch list, not people you actually bring in immediately because there are a lot of forwards that are scoring now. If Anthony is up there, Amitrovic um, is up there. So just keep these guys on sort of watch list. Let me even add him. I'm adding him to my watch list and I'm adding Patterson Dakar among my forwards to my watch list. So those are the prospective um players i'm looking forward to um bringing in ahead of um the next set of games since we've just done a little review on game week one to eight we're trying to maintain that consistency this season um there's been a fight against or a struggle against um, ownership of players a group of players that have a good ownership tend to affect a lot of us that um don't have those players so at the same time when we want to own the Hallands and the you know the, the trends and the cancelo we also like to have those little pocket of players that don't have that amount of exciting ownership but there's potential for them to explode soon with their low ownership and they could bring in those points so differentials like these players i'm adding to my watch list could be those edge you know cut out edge that will give you that advantage to having that consistent rising rank from game week nine onwards and possibly finishing your expected you know your aim to be in the top 100k top 10k wherever you want to finish so i think that would be all as I said, this is supposed to be a quick chat. I think I'm, I'm, it's not quick enough because we're about 30 minutes in and um, I don't know if you guys enjoyed what I've been talking about, but I believe I've done justice to everything so far. I did a personal review on my team. I talked about the transition of managers, you know, being flexible in their ideas, maintaining, um, you know, watching the stats, maintaining consistency in bringing players that are, you know, on form, not just only in the features, but on form in real life, like Mitrovic, who had six and six games and, you know, until he blanked recently. So it's been a nice talk here. So if you enjoyed the show, if you enjoyed the listen, why not, you know, come back for more next time? Um, we'll, we'll be doing this for once in a while. If you have any questions concerning um, what kind of content I should bring forward going um, from now on, uh, you know, I'm, I'm willing to listen to you guys. So, but for now, that will be a wrap of the, of the show tonight. And if you enjoyed your listening, please share and um, for others to listen to and enjoy the rest of the international break. Bye bye, guys.